0: Happy Monday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a one, two, three, four, five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I am Anthony Totry, joined as always by Sean DePause. And no Shane Diefenbach. He has been released. Oh, wait, I forgot to do that. R.I.P. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Shane has been released, uh, and he's going to be signing with the Arizona Cardinals they to have be a, roster spot, a running back. Yeah. Um, let's get into that, though. That's how we're going to start the show today. Obviously, we're going to talk about Kenny Dillingham a little bit later, but the big news for ASU fans today, and I guess Cardinal fans in a sense, is Adam Schefter breaking the news that the team has released running back Eno Benjamin, yeah. one of the best Sun Devil running backs um, in recent memory, a guy who we've seen take over for James Conner this season at times when he's been injury prone. Um, and it just kind of felt like it came out of left field.
1: Yeah, no, I like, I had to ask you like two or three times when you said it. Cause I like, you know, like, like they cut him. Did it, did something happen? no. All right then. Uh yeah, I mean it was definitely a little bit of a surprise. Um yeah. what I do like about it though is that he's clearly like unless he did something wrong, I guess, right? Like if there was a reason that we don't know yet. Um assuming he's healthy and not in any kind of trouble. Jason beat me to it. I, yeah. A real team to pick him up. A team that yeah. has an opportunity to did make you, the Oh. You try again? All right. Um <laughs> I didn't understand did why they bend cut, 10 I, it? What? You just Ben 10 you're yeah. Watch. Yeah, that's how you make him go to sleep. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Gotta get an Apple Watch, bro. Um But yeah, hopefully it means that he can uh, end up on a roster. Literally, as the countdown was going, I said to you, Philadelphia Eagles, man, they're a team that we heard a little bit of rumors around the NFL trade deadline that they were looking to pick up another running back. they run the ball they so they run much. the ball a lot. Um and so that would be a team that, you know, could be could it could he could be
0: interesting on. Um don't sleep on the 49ers either. There's another team. I know they just got Elijah Mitchell back, and they traded yeah. for Christian McCaffrey, but you figure running backs at this rate, you're getting toward the playoffs, right? So it, it always helps to have that extra guy, and the Niners play the Cardinals this, this week. Ooh, so, ooh la, la Bring them in. I'm just insight. saying, even, even for a little bit of knowledge on the Cardinals, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle Shanahan made that call. Um, again, Eno getting cut by the Arizona Cardinals. That tweet coming out from Adam Schefter. Literally less than a half hour ago, um, Eno with 299 rush yards on the season, two touchdowns. Um, he was averaging 4.3 yards a carry, and he just he runs so hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, I stick just... around
1: 4 p.m. on the YouTube channel, PHNX Cardinals. We'll yeah. break down what that means for the Cardinals. But from a Sun double perspective, it's sad. It sucks. It, you went to a week. You're, you, I mean, we're coming off of yesterday. Rashad White having the best game of his career. Yeah. Uh, rushing for over hundred yards. Like looking like he's starting to step into that number one role. And it's like, okay, you got him, you got Eno. Like the ASU players are making a, a statement this year. And then now know it's Running back you. Running back you. And now Eno's not on a roster. So it definitely came out of nowhere. I have a Again. This seems like the kind of this is a pure speculation. This seems like the kind of thing that doesn't happen without a reason. So I'm sure there's still a lot more we're gonna learn about this, but Again, assuming nothing, he didn't do anything wrong, and he's getting cut for a football-related reason. He's going to make an impact on.
0: I wonder if they shocked team. him at all. Yeah,
1: during around the, the deadline, deadline, and yeah. they
0: just couldn't find a deal. Going? I'm just
1: like I said to you too. Again, we're not the Cardinals guys. I'm just shocked from a Cardinals perspective because James Connor is a guy that is so injury is, prone. Is so injury prone has missed time this week or this year, and Eno stepped in and was a very effective uh, starting running back in those weeks, um, and is a, a very good number two. I'm surprised by it. Gonna talk to the Cardinals guys, see what they have to say. But yeah. I, I, again, unless something's wrong, don't have any doubt that we'll see him making an impact on a on a playoff
0: caliber team. Yeah, uh, sometime soon, which I'd love to see. Yeah. I would absolutely love to see you know get a chance go play in the playoffs. Like we said, a guy who runs hard, and I think he's definitely deserving of a spot on an NFL roster. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, uh, kind of bummed that I'm not going to be able to place any higher lowers on Eno Benjamin for until he gets signed, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean you guys shouldn't still be using underdog fantasy to win some money. Came up just three yards short, three Jalen Waddle uh, yards short. We were close, my guy. A beautiful, beautiful three pick them and. Uh, it it kind of sucks, but hey, you got to get back in the Same game. Get in the game. Got to get back in the game. You guys can search in the app store or click the link in the show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Now, kicking it with Kenny or Dilly Dilly, which one are we going with? Uh, I feel like Dilly Dilly is a little overplayed, so okay. I like kicking it with Kenny. All right, now let's kick it with Kenny because uh, over the weekend. I think a lot of ASU fans took a step to the right, um, and they are kind of shifting off of the Sean Iguano train and moving a little bit more um, to the Kenny Dillingham side of things, which is 100% understandable. Uh, I know Oregon lost this past weekend against Washington, which doesn't do great things for the conference. Uh, But if you watch the end of that game, it, it didn't feel like it was any fault of Oregon specifically their offense the defense yeah. just kind of was abysmal there yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. for the whole game no yeah I mean that's the ugh, I can't believe Shane
1: and this is a terrible day for Shane to be missing the the Dillingham talk and you know getting cut uh um, Dillingham
0: diving here
1: Dill, Dillingham in hive mind yeah I mean um yeah I mean that was obviously not the problem was not Dillingham's offense from just a general perspective does suck for the conference um I think the Pac-12 to the CFP is officially dead um I hope it is, at least, because I really, I think, I honestly think that USC being in the college football playoff at this point would be worse than the comp, for the conference than anyone really? being. They will get embarrassed if they somehow make the college football playoff. Embarrassed. There's no way that defense has anything. If that, if USC's defense has to play Ohio State, oh, they'll God. give up 70 points. Oh. Um, it's just bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as Dillingham is concerned, what we saw I mean, their, their offense is just incredible. It, it's been a complete resurgence of of Bo Nix, who I was, was might have been more critical than anybody that wasn't an Auburn fan of Bo Nix, like in the country. I was, I was very anti Bo Nix; he was just wildly inconsistent. The problems with Bo Nix's game have kind of disappeared under Kenny Dillingham, um, at least from the consistency perspective. Um, obviously, there's a, a huge difference in the talent that you get at an Oregon than there is at the the talent you get in Arizona State. But I feel like he would, um, just to to have
0: any kind of, to bring that off as a firepower would be nice. And the creativity. Yeah, 100%. Um, We're going to talk ad nauseum today about Kenny Dillingham just because from the sounds of it, it seems to be moving toward that direction, toward ASU fans, maybe toward the administration. Um, So we'll obviously see what transpires over the course of the next few weeks, maybe even a couple months because there's still a couple games left. Um, In Oregon can still make a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Um, definitely don't think this is, this is going to be an Oregon team that makes college football playoff after that loss to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the resurgence of Bo Nix in this Oregon offense really has been kind of incredible, yeah. right? Because Oregon's offense right now, they're the number one offense in the nation on first down. Okay? They have the number 19 passing offense in the country, the number nine rushing offense in the country, and the number two total offense in the country, right behind Tennessee. Tennessee's pretty damn good. They are really <laughs> damn good. Now, obviously, you, you can talk a little bit about the fact that Kenny Dillingham, he had the luxury of working with Bo Nix at Auburn um, and then moving over to Oregon, Bo Nix kind of following him there. Um, so that obviously helps to have that consistency at quarterback. But in terms of creativity, right, we've seen this guy, specifically I think when when Oregon played Colorado, it felt like they were toying with the Buffs at times, yeah. right? They had linebackers scoring touchdowns. <laughs> they had quarterbacks running routes. Like it, it's What he's been able to do, do you feel like it is him auditioning for a job or do you feel like this is just the way that offense kind of
1: runs itself? I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like I said, when you have the kind of talent that Oregon has, you get to be a little more creative. You get to do more stuff. Um, but I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a conscious audition, but I mean, when you're a coordinator, a coordinator that presumably has aspirations to becoming a head coach, like every, I, you understand that every game is an audition. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially when you get to conference play, like every game that you play, if you, your offense needs to be impressive. And he's done that so far. So I, I don't know if it's been, like I said, a conscious audition, but it's been a, it's been a impressive audition, whether it's been on purpose or not.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Bo Nix, like you said at the start, you've been probably the most critical yeah. of him that I've ever Well, not, recently, heard. But not yeah. recently, but probably. Well, it's been hard. This it's been hard to be critical it's, of it's, Bo Nix. You
1: haven't been watching football if you're being critical of Bo Nix at this point, to be quite honest. I mean, he's playing phenomenal. He's been the best quarterback in the league or in the country, in my mind, since. Really, in the country? Um, in, uh, over the last few weeks, since conference play has started, I just think he's been the best quarterback. If, if you. That's the thing that sucks about kind of just how the college football playoff set up and that fact that hasn't been expanded yet. We know that's coming, blah, blah, blah. But like the reality is, is if Oregon State did similar to what, honestly, ASU hockey does. They 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 went out and they played the hardest people they could, they or at least in the case of Georgia, the hardest team they could play in the first week. They played the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs and they got destroyed in the first week with new coaches, with a new quarterback, like a lot of change. That's, a, that's an almost impossible ask for that team. Um, if that game doesn't happen and they do it a lot of other schools and they just have an easy week one, they go play a, an FCS school or, or a group of five school, whatever, I think he's the leader for. I, I, Oregon is a top four school. I yeah. think they are. Bo Nix is the leader for the Heisman. Like, that game is going to hurt their chances to do a lot of that stuff. Um, but I think when you look at it in that context, that take away that game against what's probably the best team in the country. Oregon has been also one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, it's been 100%. incredible. And Bo Nix has been one of the best quarterbacks. Their really has been a big part deep. of that.
0: Yeah, it's been a juggernaut. Well, and you don't even. I mean, Bo Nix, we could talk about all that he's done through the air, right? He's been one of the best. Quarterbacks, but for a while, and I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but up until last week or the week before, he led the the Pac-12 in rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been super effective on the on the on his feet too, which is another thing. You look at ASU's ASU football for this example. If you have a quarterback like Kenny Dillingham from the start that's able to utilize the legs of an Emory Jones, for example, in a way that I don't know how much of that's him, how much of it's the coaching staff, but regardless, ASU has not been able to do this here. They have not effectively been able to use. The, the running threat of, of Emory Jones to their advantage. If you have a coach that's able to to do that, ASU's a much more dangerous team. Shane talked about it over the weekend. Defenses, when Emory's in, they have to at least pause for a second because of the threats there. But it's not a very, like, legitimate threat. It's not a legitimate no, threat, no. no. If no. it becomes a legitimate threat, Xavier, Rashad, or just, wow, Rashad. Jesus, Ngata. Um, <laughs> they... They their ability to to perform and dominate becomes even higher. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's one respect. Whether it's Emory this year, uh, Jaden the last couple of years, like Dillingham, I think makes those quarterbacks better. Again, not as good as Bo Nix. Bo Nix is a very good quarterback, but better.
0: And I mean, we've talked a lot, and I think a lot of the national conversation about Bo Nix and the Oregon offense is what they've been able to accomplish through the air. But again, like I like I brought up the numbers, like they have a better rushing attack yeah. than they do. A passing game, yeah, number nine in the nation, and that doesn't get talked about enough because they yeah. are just able to do everything so well. We've seen over the last handful of years, and kind of ironically, on the day that Eno Benjamin gets cut, but like <laughs> the the running backs that come through Tempe and Arizona State, they're quality running backs. Yeah. Can you imagine what Rashad White, Eno Benjamin, Kalen Balaj would have been able to accomplish with Kenny Dillingham's offense? Yeah, and what that would have looked like. Yeah, and I mean,
1: again. I feel like it's super important to keep bringing this up in the context of this re- conversation. Like, Oregon is, is on a different level as a program than ASU and the recruits, especially in the trenches. Like, uh, Oregon's offensive line is incredible. Yes, and, and that's one place that they have they have been able to recruit in successfully for a while now. Um, not necessarily the case with ASU, um, but that's part of why you go get a Dillingham. Right, is a guy that that's done it at a place like this. It's a little easier to convince an offensive lineman like you could do something special here. Well, and I I know how to to put you in a position to do something special.
0: And on that note, right, like recruiting is is how you win college football. Now, yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. in the past, it college football wasn't like this twenty years ago, where like you win with recruiting. Like now, recruiting is so heavily become like the key linchpin to some of these programs that like. Year after year after year, they're just getting the best guys in the country, and that's just how it's going to be. That's why you see Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, those teams consistently in the thick of the college football playoff yeah. talk. Like Oregon's not there yet, right? But they, they're they making waves, okay? They got the Dan Lanning. The, he was the Georgia offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? I think he was the defensive coordinator at Georgia. Yes, that sounds right. Before coming to Oregon, right? So you're able to get those assistants, okay? Yeah. So on that note... When you think about it, right, guys that commit, if I'm a Georgia recruit and I'm committed to Georgia and now that defensive coordinator that I just committed to is now at Oregon, right? Yeah. That guy is going to start recruiting me to come to Oregon now, which, okay, was I committed to the program? Was I committed to the, the, to coach, the defensive yeah. coordinator? Um, that belief system, that program, etc. Like, then you start getting some of those recruits of like, you know what, odds are Georgia's still going to get 90% of those guys. But the 10% yeah. of guys... That were originally committed to Georgia that end up deciding to go play defense at Oregon. That's how you start things, right? Yeah, no, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you hire Dillingham this this summer, right, and you now you've got some recruits, and it's like, okay, you could go play in Oregon where people might not know who you are, and the weather's shitty, and the and, offense is not going to be the same, and, and you're not guaranteed. You're not going to a Georgia where you're almost essentially guaranteed a college playoff spot um that's obviously not the case with oregon they haven't been there in a couple years and just with the nature of the pac-12 there's no guarantee there you can come down here where you can make a name for yourself we the asu does have a track record of getting people to the pros which obviously in oregon does too um like i said the weather's nicer and and you can just follow a little bit different path Uh, that is going to be enticing to some players yeah Um, especially
0: when you have a coach that Players seem to be really fond of. Well, and like I said, 90%, right? Like, say say Dillingham gets hired, and he's the next Arizona State football coach. He, the first thing that he's got to do is he's got to go start recruiting the guys that were originally committed to Oregon, right? Yeah. The guys that were committed to Kenny Dillingham and that Oregon program. Now, job number one is to go talk to those guys and get them in Tempe. Again, 90%, probably still going to be an Oregon duck. But those 10% of guys that wouldn't have even thought of coming to Arizona State that might come here now? Yeah. In entirely different situation, you plant the seed, and everything could be different. Yeah, right. And Kenny Dillingham is going to be a hot commodity. It's not just yeah. Arizona State that's going to be pursuing a guy that is leading one of the nation's best offenses, but ASU might have a leg up on everybody else in that fight for Kenny Dillingham. Um, and before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about four peaks. Because that was,
1: and you're good. You're very good at your transitions, but that was an all-time tease. <laughs> Haven't gotten a lot of those. Big tease guys That Big is a, gr- guy. a great tease.
0: Uh, look, if Kenny Dillingham does get hired at Arizona State, it is going to definitely be worth popping some bottles. Going to be worth yeah. celebrating with some drinks. Um, and the only drinks that you should be celebrating with is Four Peaks, of course. Look, we're teaming up with Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. And you guys can check the links in the show notes to register for free you do got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly first world cup games getting started here what next is it next friday i think so yeah uh, pretty soon right world cups getting started pretty right soon corner. i love the world cup man.
1: yeah so so much fun. forza italia baby i don't even know if they're in the world cup this year i don't think they are but um <sighs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm rooting for the americans mm. i gotta say yeah I'm rooting that's, for fair. The americans. that's fair um
0: all right so kenny dillingham he is going to be a hot commodity. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of openings, and there will be toward the end of the season um, for teams that are looking to revamp the offense. Now, why does ASU have a little bit of a leg up? Huh. Well, why. it's because Kenny Dillingham was actually born in Arizona. Uh, he went to Arizona State, yeah. which I don't think a lot of people know. Chaparral High School um, guy. Yeah, Chaparral High School. He was actually coaching there for six years Yeah. from 2007 to 2013. Um, He was a quarterback's coach and then eventually was promoted to quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. And then he ended up being an offensive assistant from 2014 to 2015 at ASU before following Mike Norvell um, to Memphis and then obviously making his way to Auburn and kind of going all over the place, uh, Florida State along the way as well. Uh, So that's why ASU might have a little bit of a leg up because this is a guy where it would be almost like he's coming home.
1: Yeah. Right? And you know who else was a head football coach in Arizona State <laughs> High School? <laughs> Tell me. Um, at the time that he was one, Sean Aguano, who I don't think should be the head coach, but I think if you can keep him on the coaching staff, that would be a massive W. Even if it's like if, it, if it's whether the running backs coach still promote him slash demote him to offensive coordinator, like if that, I think that is another another thing to just keep in mind because I would love I would love for Aguano to stay on the staff if a, if um. Dillingham does become the head coach, but yeah, I mean, this goes, goes back to the biggest reason why I wanted Iguano to be the head coach is, is a passion for the program, a passion for the state, a passion for the city, just the Valley in general, like Dillingham's going to have that. Yeah. This, this is where he's from. He's coached here. He, he he played high school or played and coached high school football here. Like this is, he is Arizona through and through just like, I mean, even more so than Iguano yeah. I, I, like he, he, was, he born was born here. here. Um, so I I think there's just it's just another layer on. Even if he was from Texas or Pennsylvania, like it would be a great hire, but that's a, just a whole another le- level that makes it that much better. Is a a like you said, ASU is going to have a leg up in that regard in terms of trying to court him because he is going to be a hot commodity, like you said. But also, if he does do to choose to come here, it puts him at I think in a in such a great position to succeed because of the passion he I'm assuming yeah. he has for.
0: Football in the state. Yeah, I mean, this is his first collegiate coaching opportunity. Came as an offensive yeah. assistant as Arizona State, and people, I think, part of the 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 love of Sean Aguano was the story. Yeah, right yeah. of a of a guy that is you know started as a high school football coach, getting the chance to be that D one guy. Like people fall in love with the story, and. That story isn't necessarily dead if Kenny Dillingham becomes yeah, the coach I'm here. It's just a little bit different. Home. Hey, man, we don't want to get copyrighted. That sounds spot on. Um,
1: but the you bring Kenny here. Wash away right. All the pain I'm going to just uh, go yesterday. ahead. No, my kingdom awaits. I'm getting my mistakes. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the world that I'm coming. Home, oh. mm, mm. wow. dude, that intro video with Kenny <laughs> Dillingham with that song. Ooh! Oh, on the big screen at Sun Devil Stadium yeah. as he walks out for his first game. Ooh! That would go, that would, that would go
0: pretty crazy. Oh! That
1: would
0: go crazy, man. That would go crazy. Um, I just got so hype over
1: it. But you just made the video yourself, yes, I did. Sun Devil, hey, hey, Sun Devil athletics. I'm so hot now, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I'm sweating my ass off now. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh! Look at this. Why not I didn't realize how good I looked with my sweater off. <laughs> uh,
0: four peaks. Um, get it in you. Look, Kenny Dillingham. At this point, I think is the the option for Ray that makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, if you if you have a pick of the litter,
0: I think that's where you got to go. And you you brought it up a little bit of keeping guano on, which we yeah. we saw over social media. Um, a little bit over the weekend, that apparently that might be an option, yep. right? That Kenny would want to keep Iguano on. Um, now, if you're Iguano, like step into, into that guy's shoes for a second here yeah. for a second because that is going to be a little bit of a difficult thing. Yeah. I think, and, and not to say that Iguano is this big prideful guy that like would refuse an opportunity yeah. because I feel but like he's, he's a smart man. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a bad taste when you get promoted to be that interim guy. Ray didn't really set you up to succeed. It yeah. feels like in the situation with the timing that's that part of the schedule whatever like and now they're like okay, we're going to bring in a younger guy, a guy who has succeeded yeah. at this level. And we're going to ask you to take a step back down yeah. again. Like yeah. is that what at what position would have to be offered do you think to actually get that done? I think OC at the, I don't think I
1: have a hard time thinking that he would go back to running backs coach. Um, I mean, if I, but plus, I don't think like you want him to. Like, I think he could be a very effective offensive coordinator, um, especially when you put him with a mind like Kenny Dillingham.
0: Um, but see, that's, that's my, that's where I don't necessarily know how that fits, right? Because yeah. it's, it's like, it, it, again, we're not the Cardinals show, but like the only reason that you brought Cliff in for the Arizona Cardinals was for that offensive mind, yeah. right? He's going to be the guy to call plays. If he's not calling plays, what is he doing there? Yeah, I mean... but so he, that's I, the same thing here. You bring in Kenny, odds are it's his offense. He's calling the plays. So does that mean Iguano is more of like what Glenn Thomas is right now? I think he's an offensive
1: Antonio Pierce. He's your recruiting coordinator. Okay. And I think that's where he provides most of the value. Um, I think logistically speaking, it might be hard to keep him because I, I do think there will be schools that will come... Talking to Aguano if he does not get this head coach job, like I think there will be schools that be interested. From Aguano's perspective, it's really a question of do you want to go coach at like a, a, an FCS school or something like that, be a head coach there, or do you want to stay here, be an offensive coordinator under a guy like Kenny Dillingham who has a good chance of of succeeding eventually, and then you know getting a head coaching job after having some offensive coordinator experience at a at a, a FBS maybe power five school. I, I, that's obviously a life decision that he would eventually have to make. But, um, I mean, obviously, it's there's no clear path. I, I, it would be hard for any human to just be like, yeah, I know. Like, I'm just going to take a step back. Again. Um, oh, my God. Wow. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. I, I it's, you know, you know, this Maybe I'll start performing time, on the streets. This
0: is the second time that we've gotten a super chat that either involved someone singing or someone asking us to sing.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true um i should start performing on the streets put a hat out get some dollars get in some money um yeah so, i mean but as a, as a human being it's gonna be really hard for um any cor- or anybody to take that kind of step back and have someone else just fill in a role especially with the the passion that that iguano has and the work he's trying to been he's been trying to accomplish with this program but i think i i think it is the best situation to have him as like an offensive coordinator, have him be a a recruiting coordinator, kind of just a, another mind, another set of eyes on the offense while Dillingham is yeah. calling those plays. Yeah. Um, and then uh, have Dillingham be the head coach. But that, that's a perfect situation. I don't know if there is really a path for that. Time will tell. Um, yeah, next couple months are going to be... If I had to guess... If Dillingham becomes the head coach, Aguano won't be a part of this program anymore. Though I just I think that's just such. But a But that's hard a
0: sacrifice ask. you're willing to make.
1: Yeah, for Dillingham, yes, yes. Uh, not for just anybody. Like I, I'm still in the situation where you offer Dillingham a job, he turns it down, decides to go somewhere else. I don't have a problem with Aguano being the head coach. I don't think he's the best option, but I don't think he's a bad option. You have to temper your expectations. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad option. Um, but. Ideal world. I mean, like I said, ideal world. Dillingham's head coach. was offensive coordinator and uh, recruiting coordinator.
0: Yeah, definitely. A couple of people in the chat chain. Wanakin, um, obviously wanting to keep Aguano. It's be. just
1: such a... The identity-wise, like what he brings to this program, I think is so valuable. And I don't know if he has that same effect as a coordinator, but as a recruiting coordinator, I think that could be so effective. Pitching that the whole idea of Ohana and everything that he's been about when he gets into a kid's uh, living room talking to their parents, I think could be invaluable. I don't know if there's anyone that can bring that. Because I don't, I don't know a whole lot about who Dellingham is as a person, but yeah. who
0: Iguano is as a person is just so amazing. 10 out of 10 and, it, and
1: it's so genuine that yeah. it, it's going to be hard to replicate that. Yeah.
0: No, I agree 100%. Um, it would go a long way, I think, to keep a lot of players here. Yeah. Um, to keep Iguano because you, you talk about when you get a new coach, Right, we saw it even as recently when Aguano became the interim coach, and when Herm left, the Markham brothers just not really being in line with yeah. that whole decision.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just the nature of change. There's always going to be people who aren't. But
0: there are a lot of players that do back Aguano, and it yeah. is very clear that they play hard and they play. Oh, it feels like they play harder with Aguano at the helm. Yeah, than they I did mean her.
1: look at look at Emory for example. I I, I mean I don't. It would have been very understandable if Emory. Had this had his situation, he got hurt, loses the starting job, and he kind of just checks out. Yeah. Wouldn't have been great, but it would have been understandable. It's from all like signs. It's not what ha- what's happened. Like he's he kind of embraced the role as a backup. He was ready. Obviously, wasn't like anything crazy, but he was ready when he got called on um in that last game. Like, and I think Aguano was a part of that to keep these guys bought in when the season's not going well. You don't have anything to play for at this point. Um
0: It's just dignity at this. point. It's pride. just dignity,
1: and I. I I don't know if there's anyone that has more pride uh, when it comes to being a Sun Devil than a Guano. uh,
0: Hey, there might be. There might be a little bit something to play for in a couple weeks.
1: True. That is true.
0: Look, if you want Kenny Dillingham, just add him on Twitter and then at Burrito Express and we'll see if we can get a lifetime deal to get him here. I know if I was an OC at Oregon and they offered me Burrito Express forever, I would come. Kenny Dillingham. Oh, here we go. If you come and be
1: head coach here, I will buy you Burrito Express once a week, every week, until you are no longer the head coach here. I do solemnly You're swear that out right now. I will buy you a burrito every single week. You are the Arizona State head coach. Just keep it in mind. Don't got Bureau Express up in Eugene. Just saying. That's very saying. true. That's very true. You don't true. have it in, in, in Omaha, Nebraska, or Lincoln, Nebraska, excuse me. Just saying. Look. You don't have it in Atlanta, Georgia. They didn't hire a head coach yet, did they?
0: uh georgia tech i don't think so colorado did though georgia tech anyways oh that's kind of cool but they don't have burrito express no that's true they don't have burrito express look you guys out in tempe and really anywhere where there's a burrito express location have the luxury of being able to go get breakfast burritos every day we don't have the luxury right downtown yet yeah i can't wait if that potentially is an option uh but guys if you haven't checked out burrito express don't know what you're doing um, it smacks literally every day. I'm so excited. We're going to get some again. I would be Saturday. actually a
1: little offended if you were sitting in this chat and you haven't had Burrito Express yet, because we talk about it every. Day. We talk about it all the time. And how are you just going to sit there and ignore us? <laughs> like, stop ignoring us, chat. Kind of rude. And go also, eat and then, then you're going to go eat Burrito Express and be like, "Damn, I'm a dummy. I've been li- ignoring these guys the whole time." And it's the best breakfast burrito I've ever.
0: True. So <sighs> go check them out. And while you're at it, give them a follow at Burrito Exp on Twitter. I know they hit their three thousand their follower mark. Yeah. So, so yeah. congratulations to them. Um, back to dilly dilly or dilly kicking dilly. It with Kenny, whatever we want to call it. Um, I do want to talk about his time at Memphis FSU, um, and Auburn for a little bit, because it's going to get lost in the whole thing, right? If he does come to Arizona state, a lot of it's going to be like, Oh, he was an offensive assistant for a year here. And then boom, everybody blinks. And he's now the OC at Oregon and boom, he's back at ASU when he, there was definitely a path for him to get here. Right. It wasn't just like overnight. He became the OC, um, at arguably the, the, the cream of the crop in the PAC 12, right? Like there was definitely a little bit of grunt work in between. So we mentioned the offensive assistant part at ASU. And then, like we said, he followed Mike Norvell, um, to Memphis. And at that point he was eventually elevated to the offensive coordinator position, but that was after two years of being a grad assistant at Memphis. Um, and what Memphis was able to do, I'm not sure if you remember, but Memphis, for a quick minute, offensively, was ridiculous. Yeah. And they had no business being ridiculous. Yeah. It's not like Memphis goes and gets crazy recruits all the time. right? So a little bit of the numbers here. The, in 2018, Dillingham was the O.C. at this point. Dillingham coordinated a Memphis offense that broke program records with over 7,000 yards of total offense, nearly 4,000 rushing yards, And had the nation's fourth best rushing attack, averaging nearly 280 rush yards per
1: game. Yeah, 17-18, Memphis was back-to-back top five offenses. And he was rated the number one recruiter in conference uh, by 24-7 recruiter rankings. So another little value. He helped
0: produce the first season in Memphis history with 2,000-yard rushers. And I can't believe, I'm going to even say this, led by Doak Walker Award finalist and unanimous All-American, Daryl Henderson. Huh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Who ranked second in the country with nearly 2,000 rush yards, 22 touchdowns, and an average of 8.92 8. yards per carry. Can you imagine what this guy can do with running backs that come to Arizona State? Especially if Iguano's still here recruiting them. I'm just saying. Look, Xavier Valdez is not going to be here next year. I'm just
1: year. saying, but... Daniel Ngata and Tevin White will be, I'm just saying, I'm
0: just saying. And Brady White, right? The quarterback at Memphis at that time was Brady White, who, for those of you that that bleed maroon and gold, know Brady White was a sun devil. At one point, he struggled with injuries during his time in Tempe. At that time, there was a whole quarterback competition with Brady White, Manny Wilkins, um, Bryce Perkins, who, shout out Bryce Perkins, got some playing time for the Rams this past weekend. Um, and I believe Dylan Sterling Cole was on the roster as well at that point. Uh, but Brady just couldn't stay healthy. But it was it was well known among the media that if he was healthy, it felt like he had the best arm of anybody on the roster. Mm-hmm. Like he was the purest quarterback. Went with Norvell to Memphis. And, I mean, that offense set the country ablaze. Um, I believe, yeah, back in 2017, they scored 45.5 points per game. Like... <laughs> At Memphis. (laughs) At Memphis, they scored forty five point five points per game. That was at
1: a time when the American, right, in the American conference was like not like tragic. I mean, they're they're not great, but like they're one of the better group of five conferences. It's impressive. Yeah. Jason also brought up something that I think is a little a little interesting, like For Iguano. Well, no, no, about, um, well, yeah, I mean, he said he'd be, Aguano would be a great advisor for Dilly, but also, like, striking fear and jealousy in Tucson, which is a little, uh, like a little dramatic, right? But also, <laughs> also like, w- right now, the reality of the dynamic is, is that there's no reason for U of A to fear ASU. Like, they're yeah. on a better trajectory. They know who their head coach Evidently, is. Evidently,
0: look at what Jet Fish has been able to right? do in a year Exactly,
1: and a like, so, and they, I mean, look what they did last weekend. I don't want to talk about it too much, but look what they did last weekend. Um... If you hire like right now, I don't think there's any real reason outside of us being rivals for U of A to take ASU seriously. If you hire Dillingham, that changes immediately because I mean it did for U of A. They hired Jed Fish, and we saw what they started doing with him, and we talked about it all summer. Like that, like they are on the right path. You hire Dillingham, you immediately put yourself on the right path, and Dillingham is a better coach than Jed Fish. Yeah. I, I don't, I feel fairly confident saying that. If that happens. um you oh.
0: got to temper the expectation, yeah. though.
1: Aaron also said something that I have said multiple times, and I I have jo- jokingly, but also not jokingly, if Cliff gets fired by the Cardinals, just keep it in mind. Like people are going to hate keep it. Keep it in
0: mind. People in Arizona, I think,
1: will hate it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a gr- easy way to lose if you're Ray Anderson. But, but I'm I don't just hate saying.
0: It. I don't absolutely. I'm just hate saying
1: it. him in the Pac-12 could be fun. I'm just saying. I don't don't shoot the messenger. Kenny. I would have, rather, I have, rather Kenny well. have Kenny I would I 100% rather have Kenny. Okay. I don't want Cliff. I would rather have Iguana than Cliff.
0: But I'm just saying. Look, so Kenny sets Memphis on fire. Yes. Right? The Literally country's on notice. Miss Arson in Tennessee sets it on fire. <laughs> Goes to Auburn. 2019. Commits served arson as again. the offensive coordinator. Commits Arson <laughs> yet again. The Tigers finish the season 9-3. and three, Invitation to the Outback Bowl. The team's scoring offense ranked 3rd in... The conference in 28th nationally, with again an average of 33.2 points per game. What's what's Auburn's offense been like since? Booty, booty, been absolute, absolutely terrible. And in Dillingham's final game coordinating Auburn's offense, the Tigers scored 48 points in a win over then number five Alabama, the most points allowed by the Crimson Tide ever, ever under Nick Saban. Sheesh! Ever, 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 Nick Saban. (laughs) Nick Saban's prime Alabama defense has never felt the wrath of an offense the way they did in (laughs) 2019, coordinated by Kenny Dillingham.
1: Yeah, and I mean, teams luck into close games with Alabama. They don't really luck into wins over Alabama. Like, It doesn't happen by accident. No. Um, That's impressive.
0: 100%. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I mean, his track record is there. There is no reason to... The only thing, like, the the biggest thing I think that would get in the way of him being successful head coach is the stuff head coaches have to do. Because we have not seen that from him, whether it's time management or just general, like, kind of controlling a program and all of that stuff. Oh, I'm here for that. Um, Son of a
0: stadium becoming the ring of fire. I oh, fell here
1: into <laughs> a burning ring of fire. I'm ready for those tips. <laughs> um, I went down. Done. No, but um, well, I don't even remember what I was saying. I got distracted by the, uh, the Johnny Cash energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, things, the, thing, <laughs> like, the things that he might struggle with I think would be like the things that a head coach has to yeah. do that according to doesn't but in terms of like his football mind he clearly knows what he's doing like there's I think if you're questioning that you're a dummy um, to put it kindly um, but yeah yeah I, I just he's been so successful I have a hard time believing he wouldn't do it here um, both as a recruiter and as a coach yeah
0: and one of his quarterbacks at Auburn None other than Bonex. Robert Nixon. Who earned SEC Freshman of the Year honors. Yeah. I mean, he was
1: good. He was like, you know, hard that is to do, though. Yeah, it is. You see what he, like at Auburn, he was capable of doing very good things. And now he does those good things consistently. And I, I think that a large part of that is. Oh, to Kenny Dillingham. Yeah. So.
0: With Kenny Dillingham at Auburn, Knicks broke the program's freshman records for completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns, and he was the first true freshman to start a season opener at quarterback for Auburn since 1946. Yeah. And you think about like the future of this program, too. Like, obviously, whoever, if
1: um, maybe both, whoever, both of them, neither of them, whoever decides to stay, like, there's still another year of eligibility for Emory and Trenton. Yeah. But then you have a guy like Isaiah Carter who's not supposed to be – or Israel Carter, excuse me, um, who's not – who's like a three-star recruit or he is. He's not so supposed to be – uh, but yeah, you come, he comes as a true freshman, especially if he doesn't have to start next year. You give a guy like that time with a coach like Kenny Dillingham, and I'm not saying he's going to be a Bo Nix or like a, a – a, like a, elite-level quarterback. But I think Kenny's the kind of guy that can get the best out of a quarterback like that. And so that's another thing. I think this program is in a very transitional period, obviously, as any program is when they fire the head coach. But even to a different level with ASU, um, to have a guy like that, a head coach like that, when you're going to be looking for a new quarterback, whether that's Carter or somebody else, um, I think is another very enticing uh, part of hiring him as your head coach.
0: Yeah, and if Kenny does become the coach, again, I want to just... Reiterate the expectations shouldn't be right off the bat an offense that goes for forty points a game and is is competing at the top. Arizona did it. Yeah, I would say I you, don't. Feel, yeah, I agree. That you got to wait for him, possible. similar to Jed Fish, right? Like Jed Fish in Arizona, the trajectory of that program. Yes, it's up, but like they're far surpassing what the expectations were this season, yeah. right? So like next season when Jed gets his what his first batch. Or is, does he already have his first batch of recruits? I think this is... No, I think he already has his first so batch. So this will be his second batch of recruits. Yeah, I think. Um, like, regardless, right? When when the majority of the program is then your guys. Guys that you handpicked to come here. Like, that's 100% different than when you're playing with Herms guys, right? Yeah. You want to know something interesting, too? I'm looking at
1: um, Oregon's recruiting. Two of their top recruits... Both four-star recruits are from Chandler High School. Basha and Chandler. Or for, are from Chandler. They went to Basha what and Chandler. What positions? Uh cornerback and defensive line. So I mean, he's obviously an offensive coach. So but their number one recruit, a five-star quarterback recruit from, from Detroit. So I obviously that like I'm not sitting here being like, oh, those guys are obviously gonna flip. But I'm just saying, like it, that's part of what what um Not in the same way, but Jed Fish, he got recruits immediately, or he got transfers immediately that turned them into a significantly better program. But guys
0: that you wouldn't have expected to go to Arizona.
1: Exactly. Especially when you get two guys, you're coming from a guy that was a a high school coach in Arizona, and now you have two Arizona high school football players who recruit. I'm just just saying. saying. He's
0: just saying. He's just saying. I
1: am just hands up. Just saying. I'm not making any statements, but I'm just saying it's something to keep your eye on. And another
0: reason... To think about him as head coach, a Sun Devil team coached by Kenny Dillingham is definitely going to be fun, but going to watch Kenny Dillingham's Sun Devils. I'm at um, that first that first oh, yeah. game. I'm coming, dude, home, dude, coming with like a light home. show or some shit. Uh, Oh, let's <laughs> it's just go. Like, it's, it's here now.
1: They're playing NAU, and it's it's like, yeah. It I'm doesn't even matter. I'm still going to go punch somebody in the face. I'm ready it doesn't to even going to matter. Gonna put up 80 points on them.
0: Look, there is one home ASU football game left this Saturday against Oregon State, and there's only one place to get your tickets, guys. It's game time. You guys can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. And The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you don't want to want to go watch ASU football, um, ASU basketball over the course of the next couple of weeks, you got ASU wrestling coming up oh, here true. at Mullet. ASU hockey, obviously at Mullet as well. Hey, go get your tickets. If you haven't got them yet, go get your tickets for Friday and Saturday after
1: Thanksgiving. Minnesota mm-hmm. in town.
0: Coyotes so it's gonna prospect. It's going to be electric. Local
1: Cooley. Local. Do it. Do prospect. It. Well, Toronto prospect slash local kid, Matthew Nyes It's going to be Electric. But this number one in this country, aren't they? You know that, Leah? Oh, I'm pretty sure they're number one in the t- country. They're top tier. They're t- they're one of the best teams in the country. I'm just saying it's gonna be a pretty good weekend. Sean's just out here just. I'm saying. just I'm just I'm not He's, he just been saying I've just been saying a lot of things. I'm not making statements. I'm not you know, I'm just saying.
0: Look, last the last thing on Dillingham I'm just saying, um, Emma, as Emma before, I'm by. Before before we move on. Um obviously Kenny moved from Auburn after that to Florida State, spent two seasons as the O.C. there and the quarterback's coach. And look, FSU, they went through a lot. Quarterback transition, um, guys not being able to stay healthy, just not working. But still, even with those two years at FSU, the offense was one of the most explosive offenses in the country, finishing 18th. Nationally in plays for sixty plus yards, which I don't know if has ASU even had a play go sixty plus yards offensively this year? I think there was an emory run or uh Xavier
1: run at one point that was like sixty two yards or something like that. I think there's been a couple of It would just be nice to
0: get some of those big chunk plays, which Oregon does consistently. I just want ASU to be dangerous. You just want to be scary? I just want to be I just want to feel dangerous. That's fair. That's fair. And I don't right now. You don't feel like they're dangerous? I don't feel dangerous. And again, look at FSU. The, the Seminoles had one of the best run games in the ACC, ranked fourth in the ACC in terms of running the football. Like, wherever he goes, the running game is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's big because I think offensively,
1: my biggest concern with ASU this year has been their offensive line. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of concerns, obviously, the play calling. But it's, as far as, like, the actual on-field play goes, it's been the offensive line. If you can get a guy who has shown, has a track record of... of having offenses that are really strong in the trenches that's going to be enticing for recruits as well. Um, and I would, I would love that. Like that, that's a way, that's another way you get a guy like Israel Carter to play at his best as you put him in a position where his offensive line is incredible. Yeah. Um, and again, this is like, a, I'm saying Israel Carter cause he's committed here, but it, and, it could be anybody like yeah. to have a young quarterback, which is probably what's next for this team. Um, if you're going to be strong in the trenches, you're going to be in a position to succeed with just about whoever's there. Um,
0: 100 I wish I could get odds.
1: I wish I could get odds on DraftKings. ASU's head coach? Yeah. I feel like we could probably put in some calls. I know you a think? guy. Yeah.
0: You know a guy? Hmm. That's crazy. I know a You could a guy also who knows a guy. ask them right now and then cut this and then tag them because I did that for Matthias Michelli. Called their odds and they put them on right away. At DraftKings. Let's do it. Let's get the odds up for the next ASU head coach. What do you think the odds for Kenny would be? Ooh, um I say... it would be the favorite. I probably aguano because the other under- one right,
1: I think it would probably be It the, would be close to plus money though. It'd it, be uh, like oh, minus I, think it, I don't think there would be a minus, like a minus money favorite. I think it would be like maybe like a plus two twenty for a guano and like a plus three hundred for Kenny. I don't know. I don't know how their odds work. I'm not an odds maker. That's what we need you for at DraftKings makers
0: Look, while we, we wait for, for those odds, you head coach. You guys can bet on the NBA, the NFL, literally all things. Sports and new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, you can also boost your winnings up to 100%. With DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, it's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook and use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. I, right. You ready to have some fun? Yeah.
1: By the way, baseball coach will dropped. Just now? Yeah. Open the season Friday su- Friday through Sunday, February 17th, in San Diego State at home. Huh. So just just
0: baseball on the horizon. On, yeah, keep an eye on it. Things you love to see. Um, okay. So if you guys are on social media at all, which I imagine you are, because that's probably how you found the link. Yeah, here. It'd be
1: pretty hard to watch our show without social media. That's very true. Is YouTube social media? Ooh, yes. I think so. Yeah.
0: I would say yes, because it's a medium that is used. To, communicate, to socially. communicate
1: socially. Yeah, that's fair. Go.
0: That's fair. All right, so let us know in the chat. This is gonna be a little interactive, and it'll be on social media um, later on in the day. Um, but you've seen like whether it be the NBA or NFL tweet out like build your starting lineup. I have. I have. For, I'm like soccer for a, like
1: a quick easy game, right? Video, so like that. That's
0: what we're gonna do here, right? So we're gonna try and build our best or your dream Pac-12 football program. Okay. Okay. So we've got stadiums. Coaches, quarterbacks, mascots, and uniforms. Yes. Okay. So we gotta build our dream Pac twelve program with fifteen bucks. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we've got locked and loaded here. Sean, you can go ahead and start. You got fifteen dollars. All right. I'm gonna start in the stadium department. Okay. Um
1: honestly I my favorite stadium here might be Folsom Field. Really? Um I haven't been to any of these stadiums, so okay. that's an important But I mean, like, honestly, if we're talking
0: altitude, that might help
1: you. Yeah. Rose Bowl and Coliseum are cool because they're historic. But I'm like, uh, I'm a sucker for like the view and the vibes and the aesthetic. So is that where you're going with? I feel like it's Folsom or Husky. Um, (laughs) Did I say three different schools? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Folsom Field because there is an altitude. I was thinking Husky Stadium, but it being right on the water, I don't want that to affect my kickers. Okay. So I'm going $1 on Folsom Field. Okay. To start. Okay. You got $14 left. I feel like that's a good value pick, right? Yeah, there. I think that's a great value pick. Um coach. I'm going to come back to the coach. I'll okay. see what kind of money I have. Okay. Left. Um mascot, obviously I'm going to Stanford Tree. Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck the Stanford Tree. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try not to be biased here. I'm a sucker for a live animal mascot. Okay. So I'm spending four dollars on Ralphie. Wow, I we're love, going to Ralphie. I love the Buffalo. I love a live mascot. So okay. I'm doing that. So I got Ralphie the 10 buffalo. bucks left. Yes, sir. Um jerseys. It is wild to me that That we've got Arizona. Arizona State for State $1. $1. I understand why you did it. We were trying to be unbiased and and these other ones are a little, are kind of iconic. I'm gonna come back to the uniforms because the chance if I got the money left, I'm spending five dollars on Oregon. <laughs> okay. That's um, fair. That's totally fair. Right now I'm spending four dollars on Bonex. Okay. I would have Bonic. I want Bonex over any other quarterback. Um, Caleb Williams has a little more time, I think, if I am, I'm a little more eligibility. But I think Bonicks is the best quarterback on this, on these, on this year. Okay. Here. So,
0: so you got $6 left, and you need uniforms and a coach. Okay. Um uh, well I'm going to go because ooh. So there's two, there's
1: two things I'm thinking here. I go one dollar on Jed Fish, $5 on the uniforms. Yeah.
0: Or you I could th- go the opposite there. And
1: I could go the opposite, go Lincoln Riley and Arizona State. Um I have a feel a feel oh, okay. Now, I'm going uniform Oregon Jedfish coach because I hate Adidas and I'm a Nike guy. Till I die, go Nike, checks over stripes. Um, so I'm going Oregon uniforms, Jedfish the coach. Um, because if you can build a program in Tucson, you can build it anywhere. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's and absolutely he's fair. He's building a program there. So I
0: love my program. Okay, so you to got a, You gotta got love it. A Bo Nicks team. Coached by Jed Fish. Yes. Rocking the Oregon Unis. You got Ralphie the Buffalo taking the Folsom Ooh-wee. Field to start. That's your dream program yep. right there, man. I that, like that. That goes crazy, dude. Shane in the chat. He's got Folsom Field, Jed Fish, Sparky, the Oregon Unis, and Caleb Williams. I'm shocked you took Caleb over over Bonex, but um I think I
1: have the best possible combination, to be quite honest with you. Um how are you just not gonna choose a live mascot? I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Ralphie goes crazy. I love Sparky. It's a, quick, a close second, but our live mascot
0: goes crazy. It does go crazy. All right, let's pull that graphic back up. Let's see. I haven't really had the time. I know I made the list, but I didn't really have the time to go through and see what I'd want for all these. Um, I'm going to start off with the most important thing, and it's it's quarterback. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take Bo Nix. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, if we're going based off the last few weeks, Bo Nix has been the best quarterback in football.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, well, best quarterback in the conference. Let me...
1: One of the best in, in the nation. Give me Sparky. Give me Sparky. Yeah, I mean, for three it's hard bucks, to go man. it's hard to go wrong there. I think Sparky and Ralphie are the two best mascots on here, and the rest aren't even particularly close. Puddles is so overrated. You
0: think? Yeah. It's just okay. duck. Relax. Okay. I got eight Oh, you do push ups in a duck costume. Cool. I need a stadium, a coach, and some unis. Give me Husky Stadium. Yeah, that's a, 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 it's
1: such a good one. I I if you're spending money on the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl. It I just feels
0: like you're you're over you're, you're overpaying. Yeah, yeah.
1: cuz you're going to have to do renovations and like <laughs> they're old.
0: You don't you have to upkeep. Okay, so well, I've spent 9 bucks. I got 6 bucks left and I need a coach and uniforms. This is the same spot you were in where you had $6 yeah. and you need a quarterback or no, you need a coach and a uniform combo. Oh man, I think I'm going to go with you, man. I'm going to go Jed Fish for a dollar. I love what he's building. Um kind of jealous, not going to lie. And then I'm going to go the Oregon uniforms for yeah, five bucks. Yeah, the
1: Oregon uniforms like have definitely gotten recruits. Like, I, I, And I say that half as a joke, but also like... Their combos are ridiculous. If all things are equal, and I can also look really fucking good on game day, I'm going to go with Oregon every
0: time. Let yeah. their unis go crazy. So we both have Jed Fish. We both have the Oregon unis. We both have Bo Nicks. Um and then, and then the mascots, and stadiums we have, I
1: have no problem with yours. Like if those were two that yeah. I was debating, the two that you chose. Solid. Absolutely solid.
0: Look, we will Williams, put this Lanning, Husky, on social Sparky. media for you guys to us, go ahead and drop the comments and the let chat. us know what you'd want. Um, what Jason in the chat saying he would take Caleb Williams, Dan Lanning, Husky Stadium, Sparky, and the UCLA unis. I don't hate that combo either. Like I'm not gonna lie.
1: I'm not crazy about UCLA unis, to be honest. I don't I don't mind. Like the colorway is cool, but it's just like mm, out
0: of those other ones, like the UCLA unis are probably my least favorite out of the five you had listed. Should we there. put a 50 cent option for, for Emery Jones and Trent Bourget? You get you get two <laughs> you for get the two price quarter- of one. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> get a little quarterback competition in there. <laughs> That's like, pretty good. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, what I do know is following this show, I'm gonna take some OGs and probably just chill for the rest of the day. What? You know who deserves an ogs?
1: Who? The Arizona State Sun Devil triathlon team. Oh, because they did it again. Did they really? They did it again. Absolute W A G G I on apostrophe wagon. <laughs> that team. That that, that that program is unbelievable. Yeah. Also, R I P. Women's soccer lost, lost. to Portland three 0 in the first round of the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. But at least they got there.
0: Can't unlucky. say that for some other programs here. Unlucky. That's what we're going to call it. Congratulations to Triathlon. No, not even unlucky.
1: They accomplished something great. They, they, they
0: got to the tournament. Unlucky, what, though, that triath- they didn't go further. Yeah. Triathlon, though, they went as far as they can go because
1: that's what they do. Look, OGs and, smacks.
0: And hockey swept Alaska yeah, Anchorage of course, over yeah. the weekend. Some of the sportsmen,
1: they're just out I'm here just being saying, wagons. Some of them do their job. Now go hire Kenny Dillingham and we're good. So we can we're do good. our job. That'd be nice if
0: the football team... Well, was, we're doing our job either way, but I would enjoy it more if we were good that's true that's very true i'd enjoy it a lot more if we scored 40 points a game
1: yeah we win a lot
0: more yeah we probably would hey asu only won games this year when they've scored 40 plus points interesting also
1: completely ra- random um johnny brought this up on bets earlier rk oh wow and he's on my screen actually um rk said that if if the broncos scored 18 points in every game that they play this year they'd be 8 and 1 18 points they would be 8 and 1 that's wild wild
0: just Offense saying. is Go garbage, our is garbage. RK
1: on Twitter. If you're look, you probably gotta take some OGs
0: to watch Broncos football. Yeah, right?
1: Um I took OG yesterday to drown the pain of what was a miserable sports day in every single way. Yeah. Um every single way. All of the teams I care about lost. Including uh, fantasy. Including well, no no no. I'm not lost a fantasy yet. If if um Jalen Hurts gives me forty five points in our crazy scoring fantasy league, then I win. Totally possible. It's very possible with Jalen Hurts. I
0: do. Before we get into that, actually, as always, you can find OGs at all your local dispensaries, and you do gotta be 21 or older to enjoy. Uh, before we get out of here, just wanna bring everybody's attention to the PHNX Fantasy League, because mm. I don't really think people understand how close the standings have become. This is what happens when you put a bunch of people who pay attention to
1: sports a lot, and it becomes pretty competitive. Usually I'm in leagues with a couple of people who just don't really know what's going on, and yeah. you get those bye weeks. Not really the case. I mean, Johnny's kind of a bye week even though I lost to him but last look, week.
0: But look, that's not the case anymore. No, it's not. Because there, there's eight playoff spots, and the four teams, obviously, at the end, don't make the playoffs. So a 12-team league, eight people make playoffs, four don't. The punishment for our league is you have to spend 24 hours at a Waffle House. Now, in normal leagues, head-to-head is how you do tiebreakers. Get not it off your league. chest, Tosh, Get it off your chest. It's, it's points four, which it is what it is, okay? So going into this week, there were... Four four and five teams, okay, with the ninth person being Espo missing the playoffs at four and five. Mm -hmm. After this week, now there's still a little bit of Monday Night Football, but from everything that I can see, this is how it's gonna look at the end of it, okay? At the end of this week, you're gonna have Derek at four and six. I will be four and six. Max will be four and six. Espo will be four and six. Johnny will be four and six. Johnny will be in the thick of the playoff race. That's crazy. And (laughs) Bo and Chirsten both won this week, moving them to three and seven. Chirsten has not won yet. She's going to win. She's kicking your ass. Jalen Hurts, I just need 45 points for Jalen Hurts, which is a complete coin flip, I think. Okay. But let's assuming she wins. I think she probably will. So three and seven for her and Bo at 11 and 10, meaning there is only one game back for six people (laughs) to potentially be eating waffles at a Waffle House for 24 hours. Shane in the chat, who's winning the league? Shane's winning the league right now. Is is he right? Yeah, he? Is. He's kicking It okay. only matters one. when you get to the playoffs. He's 8-1. Tight, to Titans, Titans were a one seed last year. Don't That's forget. true. That's very true. Very true. Hey, it's going to be interesting. Just wanted to, to bring everyone's attention because I don't think a lot of people at PHNX understand how close everybody is toward the bottom of this league. Should be a fun last couple of weeks. Um, before we get out of here, want to shout out Chop Chop because oh, they provided yeah. us all with lunch today. And, my goodness, Ooh. I've never had Chop Chop before. Really? He today didn't... was my first time ever mm. having Chop Chop. We've had it, it three
1: times in the office, I think. I've had a different thing every time. I think today was my favorite thing that I've gotten. It was like a grilled chicken and prosciutto sandwich. Um, Real Deal Prime, welcome back, my oh guy. My gosh. Sabres fan, he was in the Coyotes chat after the co- Sabres beat the Coyotes. Welcome back, um, Real Deal Prime. As you can, hands up, you could prove that I, I am not Real Deal Prime. It is not a burner account. Um... Yes, Chop Shop, amazing! I had a chicken prosciutto sandwich today. It was, I think, my favorite thing. But everything I've had there is crazy. And they have these like, these like oatmeal raisin toffee cookies or whatever they are. Unbelievable! The best cookies I've had in my entire life, and I'm not even like, like crumble. They're good. I whatever these cookies, just Schmack. unbelievable. Schmack. Chop Shop was crazy. Yeah. And you like actually eating healthy too, which I like it's tasty. because
0: I'm not the healthiest eater. But when you can give me healthy food that tastes pretty damn good. I'm going to eat healthy, and that's the case here. Look, shout out them. You guys can place your orders at OriginalChapShop.com. Chris and Charles, yes, you can most certainly visit them. Um, I say them because I'm hoping it's not me Yeah, at Waffle House. I plan on
1: making a visit out of the way because I love Waffle House, yeah. and I'm not losing this league, so I'm going to have to go out of my way it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: gonna be a lot of fun look thank you guys so much for tuning in you can give us a follow if you enjoyed the content at phnx underscore sun across social you can follow me at anthony underscore totri and you could follow mr i'm not here at shane Deef. and you could follow Sean to pause at Sean underscore to pause just saying as always yes sir we will be back wednesday with a post game show for asu basketball but for now peace